Are you swimming in a red ocean or a blue ocean? Are you posting more on Instagram stories than making actual prospecting calls? Welcome to The Info, a podcast that encourages and equips sales leaders to prospect smarter. I'm your host, Bryce Curry, VP of Marketing at Co-Information. In this episode, my guest is Kyle Whistle, team leader at Whistle Realty Group. Kyle and his team have been ranked the number one team in San Diego County and ranked in the top 100 real estate teams, according to the Wall Street Journal. He is a great longtime customer of Cole and has offered so much wisdom to our customers over the years. I gotta say, Kyle Whistle is a leader in his space. The wisdom he gives us in our conversation applies to producers in insurance, real estate, and even home service pros. Make sure to check out the links in this episode's description to learn more about Kyle and how to grow your career through systems, structure, and support. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man, I'm stoked to be here. We've been uh, working with you guys for a number of years now, so I'm excited to, to get on here and share a little bit about what we're doing. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you always you know, working with us and, and sharing um, uh, different thoughts around prospecting and, and, and what you guys are doing as a team. Now, your team is one of the top teams in the country. Uh, uh, I know you're like number one in your area, but also I think top 100 in, in the nation. But either way, you're, you're like really up Something there. Something like that. Yeah. Last year we sold just under 400 million here in San Diego. That's amazing. Um, and we built a, a group around the country within EXP where our group selling over 10,000 houses a month. Um, wow. Which is pretty crazy. So that is that's, pretty cool things. Uh, I looked at your website and I got to say your, your website, Kyle, is on point, right? So I've been in marketing for 20 years. Most of my focus is on digital marketing uh, across big logos, B2C, B2B. And we get asked uh, from time to time from our, through our support team, like, should, should I have a website? What, what Should I spend time with my website? Yeah. I'm just curious kind of like what your guys' approach is. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there's a few ways that people can go, you know, when it comes to building a website. The good thing in our real estate space, there's a lot of amazing uh, providers out there that have done for you websites, whether it be... Mm -hmm. AV Core, whether it be Ylopo or, you know, there's a ton of other companies out there that you could literally sign up today and, you know, depending on your MLS has to approve your site and all that, but you could have a website sure. tomorrow, right? Assuming you can get mm -hmm. approval quickly on that. So we're fortunate in the fact that there are companies that build websites specifically for the real estate industry. Um, so we love that. The, the thing we don't love is that most of these companies, everybody's website is identical. Um, they yeah. all look the same. They're the term homogenous. Um, you know, there's there's no differentiation between my site and your site and his site and her site. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided we didn't just want to have a site, but we wanted something that really fit our brand identity mm -hmm. and was congruent with all of the other marketing that people are going to see from us so that when they get a postcard from us and they land on our website, there's no question that this is the same company when yeah. they get a business card from one of my agents and they go to their website. There's no question that they're at the right place. Um, the print marketing that we do, the, the outdoor signage that we do, literally everything that we do all has the same look and feel or the same brand identity across all uh, types of mediums. So I think that that's really important. I think far too many people, they just use all off the shelf products 
and there's no congruency between the different things that they do. So we really wanted to make sure that everything they get from Whistle, like we built our own um, the brand and identity guideline for mm-hmm. the company. So everybody knows here's the, the color codes for our gray. Here's the color codes for our orange. Here's the color codes for our green. Here's the, the logo, you know, in the various different formats. Here's how to use the logo. Here's how to not use the logo. Like we really put some time into that um, because I think brand is something that people massively undervalue. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are far more focused on building their brokerages brand than their own brand. Um, I think that everybody should build their own brand. Even if you're on a team, your name is your brand. Like, and whether you stay on that team forever or you build your own team doesn't matter. As long as you brand your name, you can do anything you want with that. Even if you want to get out of real estate, right? Like you could get out of real estate. If you built a big enough brand around your name, you could do anything like Grant Cardone. He's, he's pivoted multiple times on what he does, but he's Grant Cardone the whole time. He can do anything with that name. So I think realtors don't put enough emphasis on that brand um, just to the brand recognition. They don't understand why usually like that's why they don't do it. But the why is like, right, if we're using your system, if we're using coal and we're making outbound phone calls, Mm -hmm. if I make that call and I say whistle and they're like, oh, they automatically click. Like I see that everywhere. I see your name everywhere. Guess what? My probability of conversion on that conversation shoots through the roof because there's that brand recognition. If I'm calling expireds and they get 20 phone calls and they don't recognize 19 of the names, but they recognize our name, right? We get a front of the line pass. So we've just put a lot of effort into the brand so that when people see something of ours, it automatically clicks to them and Mm -hmm. increases the conversion rate for us. It's, it's so important. Uh, and it, it, there's so much wisdom in what you're saying, because, you know, at, at first, uh, someone might think, oh, branding, you know, the creative side. Uh, okay. You know, I, I get it, but I don't necessarily have time or, or know where to start with that. And if, if you're cool with it, I'm going to link uh, like your your main website in, in the description of our, our podcast and stuff, because I want our audience, even even our solar clients to take a look at what you're doing, because um, I got to be honest with you, after I was like looking at, at the website, watching your videos, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I was like, man, I, I kind of want to move to San Diego. Like there's a consistency here that um, is is really cool. And, and that foundation that's laid is so important because it's exactly what you were talking about. And that is, is that you, when you do your outreach, when you start doing your funnel development, you have that foundation, right? People know uh, the brand, they know the individuals, they know your name. Um, and even things like the color scheme and, and, and the consistency of that, it, it all matters. Yep. 100%. Um, so, you know, it can be, if you kind of think about like n- new agents, um, we, we work with a lot of new real estate agents, uh, new insurance agents that are just getting started um, it, with their career and they have, you know, a perspective of kind of what they want to do and what they want to achieve. Um, you know, and we, we talk with m- kind of mid-level agents that are looking to kind of break through their, their to the next uh, threshold of deals. Um what kind of advice uh, do you give agents when they're kind of first starting out? Like, should they start with the branding? Should they start with like a, developing a sphere of influence or is it all kind of part of it? Like, yeah, I would say if I was brand new, I would yeah. start by joining a team. 
Okay. I think too many agents try to uh, be the brand from day one. And I think this is a career that you're probably going to be in for decades in a perfect world. I mean, beauty is more in a career that's not a a physical labor type career, right? You're not, we're not uh, digging trenches, right? Where you can only do that till you're a certain age. Like there's realtors that are still very successful today that are in their eighties, nineties. So we're very fortunate. So play the long game on this. Um, Where I see agents make the mistake is they try to be this big brand from day one. And honestly, nobody gives a damn who you are until you actually start selling some houses. Right. Once you start selling some houses, people are more willing to listen to what you have to say. But what's mm-hmm. the quickest way to get into production and selling houses? I would start out on a team. Like if even today, me knowing everything I know, I've sold over 4,000 houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, if I moved to a whole new city, new state, I would join somebody's team at least for a year, at a bare minimum for a year. And I would piggyback off of their brand to build my personal brand. But my personal brand is not, you know, my, I'm not trying to brand some name it's fancy. I'm not trying to brand uh, Google, right? Like yeah. that's so freaking hard to do. Just brand your own individual name within mm-hmm. that team. And the more homes you sell, the more brand you're going to build around your name and people are going to start to recognize your name to where maybe you stay on that team forever. I've got agents who've been on my team for over 10 years, but most agents are on the team for a period of time, one year, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five years. And then they decide, Hey, I'm going to start my own team now. Great. Well, if you've sold a lot of homes and you've put your name at the forefront, then if you decide to go from being Kyle Whistle on the Gary Ashton team, like I can be Kyle Whistle, Whistle Realty Group, like I branded my own individual name. Um, so I think the, the key is getting onto a team that has brand, piggyback off of their brand to build your own personal brand. And then when the time is right, when you've you know learned everything that you need to learn, you feel confident and you actually want to build your own team, not everybody does, um, cause like I got a lot of gray hairs that I didn't have before I started the team. Um, once you're ready to start your team, you can just piggyback off of your own personal name that you've built. Uh, right. And there's a brand attached to that. And and that's, that's super critical when you kind of think about like brand equity and authenticity and stuff like that, right? You, you've been out there in the, in, 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 in making the deals happen and, and have the credibility behind that. And so, so that makes a ton of sense to, to join a team and, and, and lean into that team. Uh, and and then build from from there. Uh, for, speaking of teams, I mean, you, you have a, a good sized team. Um, how, what's kind of your approach to uh, coaching up your team as far as lead gen? I mean, you know, what's kind of your guys' approach? Yeah, the thing that we've done, I find that agents, especially when they're new, they get they're very easily influenced and they get pulled in a million different directions. <laughs> so they're trying to generate leads from like 62 different things. And I think that's a huge mistake. So what we've done with our team is we've established what we call the core four. And it's the four primary pillars we want people to build their business on that are kind of non-negotiables to be a part of our team. So number one is sphere, right? And when I say sphere, we're referring to anybody and everybody that you know, like that should be the foundation of your business is anybody and everybody that you know that you have some level of relationship with. Like that's the number one Mm non-negotiable because at the end of the day, if you survey a a thousand realtors who've been in the business for 20 plus years, I promise you sphere referrals from their sphere, all that stuff is going to be their number one source of business. I promise you that. So that's number one. Number two for us is open houses. 
We're a huge fan of open houses. They work. Now, there might be some markets they don't work. Here in San Diego, they work phenomenally well. We sell over 100 homes a year just from open houses. Um, it's a really good way for agents to get out there, meet people, shake hands, kiss babies, um, learn markets and all of that, and build a, a name for themselves. Um, number three on our list is social media. We really want to make sure our agents know how to do social media right. And then number four is working the leads from the team. So we keep people focused on those core four. Mm -hmm. And then we recommend they add one to two additional pillars from that. So maybe one of those pillars is circle prospecting. Maybe one of those pillars is door knocking. Maybe one of those pillars is networking events. Maybe one of those pillars is, um, you know, calling expires. Like there's so many other pillars, but we don't want to force any of those on anybody. But those core four, those are non-negotiables to be a part of our team. And then we just want you to add one, maybe two more. That's it on top of those core four. And then just stay focused. And mm -hmm. um, it comes from like, you know, people go to conferences and, you know, they, they hear like 50 different people tell yeah. them all these different ways to be successful. And they come back from a conference like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. No, yeah. just focus on your core. Like mm -hmm. quit worrying about all this new stuff. Um, some, one of my buddies put a post out recently. It was talking about how silly it is that agents aren't calling the leads that are in their database because they're spending time trying to generate leads to put in their database so that they can't call them. Like it's the silliest thing in the world. Like what the hell are you doing? I was just talking to one of my agents today. He was talking about how he doesn't have any business and he's talking about the expired phone calls that he's making and how he's getting his ass kicked and he's literally connecting with two out of a hundred people. 98 of the dials are going to nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me pull up your, your CRM. He has 445 leads in his database. He made 39 dials last month. He's spending all of his time doing dumb stuff like calling expireds mm -hmm. that he can only even get two out of a hundred people on the phone. Yeah. But he's got 445 people that he has a relationship with in the CRM that he's not calling. Like it's so silly how people do that. So from a marketing perspective, I always kind of say that a, a marketer, you start at the, your starting line in the race is, is, is being ignored, right? Trying to kind of get the attention of the consumer. It depends on what, what you're marketing, of course, and, and, and stuff like that. But in general, you know, the, the human brain as it's going about its day is just trying to thrive and survive. And, and my goal in this, these, these podcasts is to, to feature individuals that have developed structure to their prospecting, just like you're describing, because at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is stay top of mind and, and get noticed and be noticed at the time of need, right? How do, how do you approach for your agents and for yourself to kind of generate that momentum that kind of feeds, um, you know, your lead gen? Yeah, so I'm a big uh, Darren Hardy fan. And he mm -hmm. talks about when you start somebody new, you want to start them with some easy wins. And so one of the things that we implemented after hearing that from Darren is when we have, um, we always have new agents start. We have, over, I think, around 80 agents, eight zero agents right now. Um, and they come in each month. We have a class. There's five to 10 people per class. One of the things we do is we actually just had this last night. We had a party that we call a graduation party um, for our new agents. So when they finish training, They've officially graduated out of the training program and, and they now become full-fledged agents with our team. And we do a graduation party. Well, who comes? Well, my goal, call your mom, call your dad, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your high school BFF, right? Like mm -hmm. call people you already know and invite them to your graduation. 
And guess what that does is it gets them an easy win because mm-hmm. now they're calling all people they know they're very close with. They're naturally going to call the easiest ones, but they're going to call those people and all these people show up. And what it does is it immediately builds an association with the phone that's positive. Mm. Far too often, teams start people out and they're like, all right, kid, I got this database of all these leads. Yeah. They're like 20 years old. We've never talked to them. See if you can convert any of them. And now people start out and they're just getting their ass handed to them left and right. Like, how does that motivate you to want to be on the phone more right. when you get your right. ass handed to you over and over again? So. If you can do things to start out with an easy win, that helps massively. Um, so I'd say that's one big piece of advice. And then the second is that you got to schedule this stuff first thing in the morning. Mm. Um, people like, oh, I, I prospect at four o'clock. I want to have everything else done and I can focus on prospecting. I don't know about you, but by four o'clock, I am fried. Sure. Like I've got no gas left in the tank. I just yeah. want to go to sleep, right? Yeah. So what ends up happening? One of two things. I either don't make the calls because I'm fried or I make the calls and I'm not very effective because the tank's empty. So I'm a big fan of, as a, somebody told me this one time, is that the phone gets heavier as the day goes on. Hmm. Phone gets heavier as the day goes on. So the earlier you make your phone calls, the lighter the phone is, the easier it is, the more likely you are to do it. The longer you wait, just like the gym, right? Like right. how right. it's so hard to go work out at least for yeah. me, there's some people that yeah, like yeah. workouts, but like if my goal is like, I'm going to work out at six o'clock every night, like there's days where I get my butt kicked so hard at work. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I want to go to the bar at six o'clock. Yeah. Like, right. Like that's where my mindset yeah, is. Sure. So I, I'm the same way with exercise. Like I get that done mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, like before anybody else in my house is even awake, my workout's done. Mm-hmm. I just want to get it done and over with. Nothing's going to get in the way. I'm good to go. Um, same thing with prospecting. So one of the questions we get asked quite a bit, and I'm curious about kind of your perspective on it. And, you know, cold traditionally is a, in, in the prop tech space where we have property information with homeowner information, contacts and so forth uh, to help uh, with, with uh, you know, um, just as just sold prospecting, circle prospecting. There's all kinds of different kind of terms and campaigns that you can do with that. Um, but it's, it's, in, it's interesting. I would, I would love your opinion on this. Uh, kind of the balance between, Hey, should I, what should I do? Should I be a part of the Zillow leads, uh, purchase web leads, you know, FISBO expire versus like generating my own kind of prospects, you know, and at what point do you lean into those? And again, I'm not trying to say one is necessarily a a bad thing. I'm just kind of getting at like, what's kind of the mix. Have you found an optimal mix for your team? Um, is there a time and place for a certain type of lead, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say most agents when they're newer, they can't afford some yeah. of those sources. I mean, here in San Diego, if you were buying um, leads or more specifically connections from Zillow, you're spending like a thousand bucks a connection right now. Wow. Like it's a crazy, crazy. That's for just one phone call. Mm-hmm. That's just not viable for the majority of agents. Yeah. Um, so you know that I don't know that that's a fit for everybody. Like if mm-hmm. you're newer, because what happens in this industry, you either have time or you have money and, and these things fluctuate, yep. right? So if you're newer in the industry, you probably have a lot of time and maybe you don't have a lot of money. So you're not going after those Zillow leads, but you got all the time in the world where you could circle prospect like crazy around sold mm-hmm. listings. Like, but then as you start to get money, 
you know, maybe you, you want to balance that out or flip it in the other direction because the conversion rate on these Zillow leads that are a thousand bucks a pop is high. The conversion rate circle prospecting is low, um, but you don't have the money. So you can't afford a high converting lead. And so you, you get to a point where you find where that balance is, whether it's all of this, all of that, but you ultimately you find that balance. So I don't know that there's a right or wrong. Um, you know, what I do like is there's a book called Blue Ocean Strategy and like Zillow is a red ocean. And when a red ocean is where everybody else is, it's hyper competitive. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, fighting over everything and it's bloody yeah. waters, right? It's a red ocean. I look at circle prospecting much more as a blue ocean. There's very few people doing it. <clears throat> and more importantly, there's virtually no people doing it consistently and effectively. So I look for blue oceans. Where can I go? and swim that's not bloody waters full of sharks we're going to go swim in this tropical blue ocean and i think circle prospecting is one of those places Mm. especially for new agents so our podcast is focused on you know informing hopefully informing uh sales professionals business owners you know whether it's the operation side or you know sea level we have a pretty wide audience and and so one of the questions you know i kind of have and and you've already kind of touched on a little bit but if you're in front of, you know, 10,000 sales professionals, what, what would be some advice that you would, you know, give them? What would be some encouragement you'd give to sales pros out there make, you know, trying to make a living at, at, at selling and, and getting noticed? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is quit practicing on your clients. That's my best advice. Far too many people are literally learning, you know, in the field. They're, they're practicing with real people. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think that there's not enough uh, time, energy, or effort put into role-playing. And if you think about, like, think about the NFL, some of the highest paid, you know, athletes Mm -hmm. in the world. A NFL player trains somewhere in the neighborhood of two to 3,000 hours a year between Mm -hmm. being in the gym, watching film, practicing on the field, all of this preparation, all of this practice for 17 games a year, and they're only on the field for less than half of that time period. So for like eight and a half games a year, which a game is like, what, an hour? So 30 minutes, eight and a half games. So for about four hours and 30 minutes a year of actual game time, they practice two to 3,000 hours. Mm-hmm. But here we are as salespeople, we don't want to practice. We're going to go practice on our clients. Like mm-hmm. Tom Brady didn't get to the level he's at because he practiced on the field with mm-hmm. his opponents. He practiced with his teammates. He put the time and energy in, in the weight room. He put the time and energy in the film room. He put the time and energy on the practice field so that when he saw the other team lines up in this formation, he knows to call that play. And when mm-hmm. the team lines up in that formation, call this play. We need to do that same thing and put that same level into our practice that a football player in the NFL puts in because we have the ability to make NFL money if we put that same level of NFL effort into it. And I think people just don't practice enough. They're just going out there in the field and they're just just royally screwing it up and making mistakes when if they've put a little bit more time into their practice and role play, they could convert a substantially higher rate. Um, one of the things I forgot to kind of talk about was I noticed in, in some of your videos that you you kind of do like the state of the market. Um, you know, you, you're, you're doing different things and, you know, it's out there on your YouTube channel. Um, 
uh, for our audience, I think, you know, we do get asked, uh, believe it or not, even though we're kind of in the prop tech side of, of, of marketing and, and prospecting, um, should, should I be on YouTube? Go, go out and I'm going to put it in a link in the, in, in the description here of the, of this episode, uh, to Kyle's, uh, YouTube channel, because his videos are, are great. They're super informative, quick. And I, I just think it's a great example of, of, so, you know, an individual and your, and your team, uh, using a medium like YouTube to, to, you know, it's great for consumer search. You know, there's all kinds of organic probably leads that are generated from that, but it also establishes that consistency of brand. So I'll, I'll link those up in the description as well. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we look at video, every video that I create to me is like an employee. So as soon as I shoot a video and release it, it's an employee that starts working. And the beauty mm -hmm. is those employees work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, forever. And they don't talk back. <laughs> they don't <laughs> file uh, harassment claims. They don't try to milk me for overtime, right? Like none of that. They just work. And the beauty is every time I create a video, that's one more employee I'm, I'm putting out there that's working for me, right? right. So in the, the 30 minutes that we've been here, mm -hmm. the I've had videos working for me. So it allows me to duplicate myself, triplicate myself, right? Be in yeah. multiple places simultaneously. Whereas some other activities don't allow me to do that. Like my door knocking, like while I'm knocking, it's effective. But as soon as I stop knocking, the effectiveness is gone. Where the mm -hmm. videos, if I could put that same time into it, that video mm -hmm. is going to keep working for me even after it's done being shot. Um, you had mentioned, I think, at the start of the, the episode a little bit about social media as a, a part of the, the mix uh, for you and your team. Could you unpack that just a little bit? I mean, um, we get questions from various agents in their career, you know, stages of their career of like, you know, wh what should I do? It seems to always be changing. You know, who should I turn to? Any tips there on on how an agent um, or sales producer uh, should be using social media? Yeah, I'll tell you, how you shouldn't be using it as yeah, an yeah. excuse to not make phone calls. Um, like I want you, if you're listening this, watching this, whatever, I want you to have a, a real conversation with yourself right now. If you're posting more stories or videos or whatever else on any of these platforms in a day, than you're having phone calls, you are royally screwing this thing up, right? If you're, you're posting 10 stories a day and you're making four phone calls a day, like you're screwing this thing up. You've got to make phone calls. I don't care if you're, whether you're in real estate like me, you've mentioned solar mm -hmm. insurance, all these others. Yeah, if you're not absolutely. having conversations with people, you're screwing it up. Mm -hmm. So we need to stay focused on actually building relationships and having conversations and less on social. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to be a TikTok star. <laughs> like my guy, right? There's 445 people in his database. He yeah. only dialed 39 of them last month. Last thing he needs to be doing is creating a video. Yeah. Not until he's got his, his sphere of influence mm -hmm. down, then you can start thinking about being a TikTok star. But make sure you have your foundation shored up first before you do those things. But once you do those things, they can be massively impactful. So don't use them as an excuse to get off the, away from the phone. You still got to be on the phone. Then you can supplement the phone with the social media. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we're huge fans of it. Again, you can follow me at Kyle Whistle um, on, on all the different platforms and kind of see yeah. the stuff that we're doing. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think it's very important where a lot of people make mistakes is you go on their social and all this is new listing, new listing, just sold, just sold, open house, mm -hmm. open house. There's nothing about them. Like I integrate my family, my pets, my life, yeah. my world into my posts so I can humanize myself so that when somebody lands on me, I'm, I'm not a real estate robot, I'm a human. Kyle Whistle on yeah. my 
a father of two girls. I'm a husband. I have pet pigs. Like I go out and go off roading. Like I want people to see who I am as a person, um, right. and that's done via my social. I want I want the audience uh, of of the info to really key in on on what you're talking about um, uh, throughout this episode. There's been just a ton of wisdom given, and I really appreciate your time um, in unpacking uh, some of the different strategies and different approaches. And again, I, I, I gotta say, I, I really, when I was prepping for our time here, looking at your website and, and, and your YouTube channel, um, was just like, this is just great examples for across all our verticals at Cole, um, for all our customers, uh, and, and users to, to, to look at as examples. Um, and, and I appreciate your time today. We'll put your socials and, and link to your website. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you guys want to stay connected, you can go to the whistleway.com. I've got our okay. podcast and YouTube channel on there. Nice. You can join our referral network for all the people leaving California. Um, and then you can get into our private Facebook group and our email list where we share a lot of the tips and tricks, stuff we're doing on our team. Um, and then if you want to go deeper on video, we have a course where we teach all that stuff. Okay. So all that stuff is on the whistleway.com. Whistleway.com. All right. We'll put that in there. That's awesome. Kyle, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. All right. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you later. I hope this episode provided value to you as a salesperson. If you enjoyed our content, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Make sure to join us for the next episode of The Info by Cole Information.